welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris. This week, we're asking why do we replay games, and why don't we replay the same games more? And of course, why do some of us play the same games all the time? So we'll talk about why some games are more replayable than others. (laughs) But first, we'll get to that confusing topic. After we thank our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, Sahara Wentworth, and the Gift of Games in Illinois, Grace Lake, Illinois. Um, and a huge thank you to all our other patrons as well. Um, yeah, just to clarify I tried the topic, really hard to read the words, but you did. there was a lot of the same words over and over again. <laughs> and it makes I, my brain hurt sometimes. It's going to be a fun topic. We have talked about replay or get replayability in games, but we're not talking about replayability. Um, I think most games are replayable, but I'm wondering how I've come to the conclusion. Well, I, we'll get to there in a second, but uh, let's let's, <laughs> let's talk about other stuff first. first. Yeah, let's go <laughs> off topic first because we're just going right on topic. That is not our brand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to know more of our brand, though, you can join us every Monday night, 8.30 on Zoom. You know, a lot of people use Discord. And I am going to be posting a Discord invite link in our show notes, and that'll be an ongoing perpetual thing, um, so that you guys can join Discord. I'm I'm almost always on Discord now for reasons unknown. Uh, so I figured, hey, <laughs> it's just kind of a fun way to, you know, talk directly to me at least, and if Fletcher and Kitty are on as well. Awesome. But So I'll, I'm going to put that out there. We're not going to use Discord for our live recordings, though, because you can't do video. You can only do audio, and that just feels too much like a conference call, and I'm on those all day long, so that's just not, <laughs> not going to happen. So we're going to keep doing Zoom for as long as Zoom makes sense, uh, but still, Discord, we're going to put out there. Now, that said, I might also make discord our during our recording chat if i you know can kind of put that together so i took a poll last week and most people are on discord in some way or another but um but yeah anyway i'm just gonna throw that out there it's gonna be relatively barren until you people join so join make us feel like we're not alone um we'll talk about games and 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 other things 3d printing right now that's that's my current thing yeah if you were Uh, in our live audience you could see the creepy bunny you could. Oh, yeah, the creepy bunny, uh, which which connects Kitty's crafting secondary hobby and my current 3D printing addiction and puts them together into one creepy bunny. And if mm-hmm. you want to know what that means, well, you're just going to have to join our Discord because that's where I'm going to start posting all these things I talk about. And you can come and join us on Zoom on Monday nights, 830 Central Time, tabletopgangtalk.com slash live. His head is still a little floppy. That's a bunny. <laughs> um, another admin note. Admin? Yeah, kind of admin-y. Um, the all prizes have been mailed out or given away to their prospective winners. If you are listening to my voice and you think that I owe you something and you don't have an email, there's two people that actually have an email from me saying, hey, uh, it's in the mail, I promise. If you are not in possession of something you've won, then email me again and let me know. And I will rectify that situation right away. But right now, I think I'm all caught up until next week when we do our November drawing. And then we do December. Um, What did you guys do this weekend? Kitty. I, what did I do this weekend? I'm suddenly panicking. Chris came to my house. He gave me a bunny. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened before Sunday afternoon. Nope. It was a blur. Oh, it, nothing, nothing it was matters. a very boring day. Nothing yeah. happened Saturday. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was very normal. Today was much more exciting. I went to Costco the week of Thanksgiving, <laughs> and that was um, that was an adventure. Free samples. Glad I did it without children. Yeah, are oh, they doing Costco. free samples yet? I love you. Yeah, they have samples out. Oh, I need to get a Costco membership now. Peter says he finished Pandemic Legacy Season 2, which is awesome. Um, we will never finish it, because you still have it, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. If I had it, I would probably play through it just to finish the story. But I have season zero still in shrink, and I'm really looking forward to that one. I need to. Yeah, we I should just to, restart. No. Yeah. Give up. Begin again. Yep. So, but yeah, I had to. So this this kind of dovetails. Actually, before I talk into what I did, Fletcher, what did you do? So yesterday I didn't do anything. I vegged out on the couch all day. But know. on Saturday, 
uh, Carmen and I hosted a Friendsgiving. Mm. So we had about uh, five people over. So it was seven, including us two. That's a twice the number of friends I thought you had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm popular, you know, especially when I'm giving away free food. Everybody's like, oh, okay, I'll come over. Sure, I'll tolerate you for a few hours. Um, Only for food. Yeah. So Carmen uh, roasted a turkey in the oven, a big 18-pound turkey. Ooh. Um, not to be, um, well, she first said, hey, why don't we use the smoker in the back? <laughs> because I have, I, have, I, have a pellet, I have a fancy pellet smoker, and I've always wanted to smoke a turkey. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And then when we went to go buy turkeys at Costco, like two weeks ago, or I guess a week ago now, um, I, I was like, man, all these turkeys are huge. Okay, well, I'll get this one. And she was like, wait, now I want to do a turkey. <laughs> so we got two turkeys, one 18-pound turkey and one 20-pound turkey. For How many friends do you have? Nine. <laughs> well, yeah. So it's supposed to be nine people. Um, one couple got sick, so they pulled out. Uh, so it was seven people total. So you know the rule. <laughs> what is it? Like five pounds of turkey per person? Right? Isn't that yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Um, so she roasted a turkey in the oven. I did one in the smoker and they both came out great. Um, I think hers was a little bit better. That was my very first time smoking a turkey and my very first time cooking with turkey. So, but everybody actually really liked the smoke one too. So nice. I had a ton of food and, uh, yeah, it was great. And I introduced the podcast to a couple of, you know, new friends that we that we have. You uh, admitted you had a podcast to people in I your know, life. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> and I didn't know that they actually play games too. So they, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're listening. Um, Tyler. Hello, new Hello. friends. He if he you're was, here. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was like, Oh yeah. I, he's actually a DM for, uh, you know, D and D session that he plays with. And I did not know that. So very cool. Well, when you get the tattoo of the TGT tattoo, more people will know. So everyone you should have understand. To, um, actually pick a logo before we could get a tattoo of it. I do need a nice oh, tattoo. I'm just gonna get myself logo. tattooed. If you get a really myself. good <laughs> graphic design up their logo, I would consider getting it tattooed. Yeah, we need a good TGT like like a. I a have challenge faith saying that because I don't think logo. you will ever do it. <laughs> um, maybe. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe I would. All I know is right now, Fletcher is fresh <laughs> from the gym, so he's wearing a sleeveless shirt, and all I can do is look at his, those are those are biceps, right? And and I'm just like, <laughs> that needs a tight tattoo right there. And, a tattoo. Uh, a tattoo. Are you just, a tattoo? A tattoo, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm distracted. But yeah, I'm yes. sorry. Yesterday, so my well, yes- cannonball shoulders are just too distracting to. <laughs> should really I are. should I make the bunny start waving again? Oh my god, uh, is this better? See, all of this needs to go on Discord. So somebody in the live audience needs to take screenshots and post this in Discord. But uh, well, yeah, I would know how messy my office is. Well, this is how this works. <laughs> We're putting ourselves out there. We are part of your family now. <laughs> just use just use Chris as a background, like I do. Yeah, that that works just. Fine. But what I let's see what happened. So yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, I went to Kitty's and I gave you guys like an hour and a half notice. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna come over. So we went over there. I brought Zachary with me. He fell asleep. I've never seen someone fall asleep mid chew before. But it was around one o'clock. And I said, do you want to take a nap? Or do you want to go uh, with daddy run an errand? He's like, I want to go with daddy. I'm like, okay. So we're like, all right, well, I'm gonna get you some chicken nuggets for the ride. And he's like, okay. So I hand him chicken nuggets, obviously come with fries. So I gave him his fries and I gave him a chicken nugget and he has a fry in one hand and the and chicken nugget in the other. In there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, he took a bite of the chicken nugget and as he was chewing, I could just see his head kind of nodding off and then he just fell asleep holding a chicken nugget in one hand and fries in the other. And I fell asleep in that weird way that kids sleep in cars with their head in a position that any adult, if you would do that, you'd be sore for about a month. And just slept that way solid until we got yep. to Yeah, kids Kitty's don't house. have bones the oh, way great. humans do. <laughs> I <laughs> swear. <laughs> so, but he, after he warmed up to the house, um, he had a really good day. And so we had a lot of fun. Finished watching the Bears game. Got a new he printer. He does not enjoy my dog. <laughs> he hates the dog. <laughs> Which means the dog is like, I would like to lick you. 
Yeah. Because that's the way my dog is. He's like, I sense that you don't like me. I better be my most aggressively friendly. (laughs) (laughs) He was downstairs by himself for a minute and the dog came over and he's like, no doggy, no doggy, no doggy. I'm just like, what is going on? (laughs) But yeah, so that was fun. And then, so I got another 3D printer. So that's going to go right into our 3D printer update. Um. I so I last week I mentioned that I bought a 3D printer but it hadn't come yet. It came. I haven't opened it because shortly after it was delivered, a friend of mine said, "Hey, Micro Center's doing $100 uh Ender 3 Pro printers, which is the one I bought from Amazon for $250, which seemed like $100 was a better deal based on basic math." <laughs> so, um but it was an in-person only, so you had to pick it up, and this is why I ended up going to Kitty and Spencer's because I texted Spencer, well, I texted Kitty and Spencer and said, hey, can you pick up a something from me from Micro Center, which is just down the street from you? And Spencer's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm out already, so I can go pick it up. So he goes and he picks it up, and uh, so it was $107. And I'm like, great, awesome. Well, I still have this Amazon one I don't want to open because I may want to return it, or maybe I love it and I want to have two printers because people do that, right? They have these <laughs> printing farms. Well... It's yeah, a good so thing I, you do things normally all the time. You never I know. You really well, jump into a hobby I, I, on it's, an extreme it's, end. Well, you know, I got to I got to hold myself back a little bit. So, but you know, spoiler alert or foreshadowing, the Amazon one is still sealed and uh, Sydney's excited about her Kohl's uh coupon because when i return something i bring it to kohl's and you get a 15 percent off it's coupon true, for something. you get your kohl's cash or whatever yep. it is <laughs> yeah so she's excited about that so there you go but so i got the printer home yesterday as we record and i started putting it together and two two and a half hours later i finally got to the last piece that i had to put on there which is the little holder that holds the spool of um filament and it was missing uh, the bolt that allowed it to be tightened on to the printer so I'm like, okay, well, I can't actually use this printer because there's nothing to hold the filament. I mean, I guess I could sit there and hold it, but um, we'll get to that in a second. But I said, hey, I already have a 3D printer. And this is a hobbyist, like people just build their own printers out of 3D printed stuff. So I went online and found the bolt that I needed and printed it on my resin printer. So I started the print last night, woke up this morning, took the bolt off, fit like, like it belonged there. And I'm like, Awesome. I'm I'm good to go. And now I started looking at like leveling and then I put together a model that's going to take like 55 hours to print out. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm going to say this in all sincerity. I do not understand how this hobby took off with how terrible these filament printers are. What what are you because you had them? You just the (laughs) fact that you had it was pretty amazing. I know. Even though like uh, like we talked about talked about before it was kind of it was more like a novelty but just the sheer fact that you had something on your computer and you could print it out in three dimensions in a crummy plastic was was pretty incredible yeah but you know the layman could do this yeah well and i'm gonna put it together well i'm going to level it i'm gonna get a model printed out i'm gonna do all that thing all that stuff Uh, like online when i do googling on this ender three there's most half the videos i see are things you can print out to make that printer itself better so it's it's stuff you can print on the printer to make the printer better it's very can cool you 3d print a 3d printer you can you literally can 3d print a 3d printer at least about 80 percent of the components so i still like the resin printer better the resin printer is much much easier to use and even with the cleanup after the piece is printed i still think it's just a more approachable printer for someone who just wants to print small things and doesn't want to deal with all the fiddling. I'm going to continue doing the fiddling. It's just, as I was putting this together, it reminded me of the 90s when I was building my own PCs. I have wires hanging out all over the place. I have to, like, power supplies attached. And, like, there's literally eight different power supply cords you're plugging in in different places. And, yeah. So, whew. We'll get to that. Um, But... John Williams sent me an email of what he does with his 3D printer for box inserts. And it basically inspired me to go down this rabbit hole because, man, you can do some really cool box inserts with like these filament 3D printers. So I'm still going to do it. I'm just going to feel going to be salty about it most of the time until I get it to work. Um, and then yesterday I played Car Wars and I played um, Dice 
Uh, no, no, no. Uh, role player adventures. So Car Wars, we played five players. Um, Steve came down. Um, David came down. Uh, Eric came down. And then Terrence wasn't able to make it. And I'm forgetting someone. Am I forgetting someone? Who am I forgetting? Your best friend. Wait, wait. No. Who am I forgetting? Literally. Why am I drawing a cool. blank? <laughs> well, I'm missing oh ed ed sorry okay i don't feel too bad i didn't know ed before i got there so i'm like i'm missing someone am i am i forgetting someone hi ed um yeah so we played five players and i modified the rules a little bit to accommodate five players with minimal downtime which really really worked out really well and i'm excited and i think it went um swimmingly which rule change did you do so we talked about before yeah basically i did just the Movement point. So everyone do one movement point. If you had more movement points or the same as anybody else at the table, then you'd take a movement point. And then at the end of the movement round, we would all fire, but the effects of the firing wouldn't take place until the end of the firing round. So it wasn't a move and shoot type of scenario. It was everyone do your movement and then everyone do your firing. Um, but it really, it felt good. It felt like easy, understandable. Like there was nothing... It didn't feel like I was breaking the rules or anything. It just allowed us to play five players without having a huge first player advantage. Um, in fact, I would say that it didn't feel like there was any first player advantage in the mm. way we were playing. So I that was a lot of fun. And then um, Role Player Adventures, which is now shipping to backers, which is based on Role Player, really one of the is founding games like of our podcast. It's just like Yahtzee. <laughs> just like Yahtzee with a narrative choice-based story. So, yeah, Um, we're two chapters in of the 10 chapters. And I have to say, I really, really like it. I like it a lot. So if you like the role player universe or that um, style or whatever, like it's it's one worth checking out for sure. Um, And then, yeah, so I've I've done a lot this week, this this weekend. This is just the weekend. And then I have to do other stuff. So let's get into a question before we go on topic, which is tangentially related to our topic. Do you guys remember what our topic is? Vaguely. Something about playing <laughs> games. Replayability. Re- no, not replayability. Why do we replay games? It's different. Okay, sorry. Very it's completely oh, totally different. Off. How could you confuse them, Fletcher? Don't <laughs> be right. ridiculous. Right. It's the it's yeah, it's it's the it's the pecs. You just not not the pecs, the biceps. There you go. The shoulder <laughs> muscles. I don't know. You I are really distracting me. With my own Fletcher's arms. now yeah. completely taken off his shirt. <laughs> I know, I don't I, don't I do not I understand only. why you are not <laughs> wearing anything right now and why your pecs are just dancing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um I but didn't also... buy tickets to my own gun show. <laughs> Deltoids. Christopher says deltoids. The, the deltoids. You can't stop looking at your deltoids. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's first answer Derek's question. Uh, Derek emailed us a couple weeks ago, and I've been meaning to to actually put this question in the show someplace. But um, I think this one makes it appropriate. He talks about a game called Five Points Gangs of New York, which I've never heard of, but he says is one of the best area control games he's ever played. But it looks awful. Therefore, it doesn't really get to the table that often. Have you guys ever played it? No, I have not. No. And I'm almost uh-uh. guaranteeing that Fletcher and Kitty have not. Nope. Nope. All right. Um, but he says, more importantly, and this is why we can answer this question. What suggests um, five points, colon, Gangs of New York? Okay. His question is, what suggestions do you have for getting a game that looks terrible, but plays amazing to the gaming table? Get a 3D resin printer. And go to Thingiverse. <laughs> it all circles Step back. one, spend $200. <laughs> mm-hmm. Step two, spend $200 more. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, because there's, there's, it's it's not cheap. So I think it really kind of depends on the game as to what you can do to make it to the table. But yeah, like, Kitty, what do you think? I have a super ugly game, um, you know, something like Castles of Burgundy, but even worse than that. How <laughs> do you get that to the table? Like, how do you how do you say, hey, no, 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 we should play this game? Because I know it looks bad, but it's going to be really fun. I mean, I I don't have very helpful suggestions. <laughs> I, table, I don't know. I like I Castles know. of Burgundy. Um, be less shallow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no. be like Chris. <laughs> so Terrence I says, know other people it up with swag. Have, yeah, you can 
I know lots of people will buy new components. I'm sure somebody else feels this way. Go on Etsy, search the name of the game on Etsy and see what pops up. Um, that kind of stuff. But actually, I'm going to do that right now. Five points, gangs of New York. What was the other uh, the gaming the game crafter? They the game crafter. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could also look on there too. Yeah, I think. So what I would do is not really give people a choice. Just sit down and 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 start. <laughs> this playing is the it. game we're playing. It's this fun. is the game. Yeah. yeah, this is the game we're playing. Um, Etsy does not have anything for this game, um, and that's whatever. the other thing too. Is it's kind of hard. Like Terraforming Mars is actually a pretty good example of this, though, right? This mm-hmm. is a game that is incredibly well received, but number one, two, and three complaints for it was component quality, art quality, and just general quality, production quality of that game. So people created all kinds of extra accessories and stuff to spiff it up. There's a word I haven't used in a while, but we're going to call it spiff. Um, That is one way to go about it, but you have to be careful, like how much you want to, you know, spend to make it a better looking game. If people still aren't going to want to play it. Now in my situation, I'll spend a crap ton on a game that I never play. And that's literally the <laughs> topic of today's episode um, or the inspiration for today's episode. My background to you, Chris. What does that say? What's the subtitles? I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> yes. I'm covering up the words. It's not as funny. Uh, no. They put the subtitles um, where my shoulders go. But ultimately, if a good game looks bad, it table presence matters in this hobby. And unless you have a group that's really into that game, you are going to have a hard time introducing that game to new players. So I'd say don't start with that game. Start with something else. Get them into like, okay, I like this idea, but you know, do we have anything other area control games that are better? It's like, well, this one's better. The you know, the presentation's not as good, but the gameplay's really, really great. Try it out. Um, pleading sometimes works. I've done that. It's my birthday, so I get to play the game I want. That sometimes works. It'll work at least once. Um, sometimes people will tell you, wait, we played that for your last birthday. We're not doing that again, um, based on a true story. But um, <laughs> We played that last year. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard, and it's hard because there's so many great-looking games. And we've actually, maybe this is not next week's, no, maybe this is next week's topics, you know, site versus gameplay. But, and I don't know if we've, we've had to have talked about it in some way, but the industry's gone to, if it looks great, especially on Kickstarter, all you got to do is have a game that looks great and you're going to make a million dollars, right? Um, at least that's the, that's not really the case, but, you know, that's the perception. And that's true. You can't put an amazing game that looks like crap on Kickstarter and expect it to fund or even do, you know, halfway. It's just not going to do great. You have to worry about presentation. These games are hard to get to the table. Board games, just tabletop games, something that's not you're, you're running and you're forcing other people, not forcing, but other people have to like <laughs> pay attention. Right. And you have to have something that engages them and wants them to sit there. Gone are the days where we can, you know, punch out quarter inch by quarter inch chits from a punch board and say, yes, this this is the best game ever. Because it might be, but I don't want to look at it for five hours. Looking at you, classic war games. But I don't know, Fletcher, I have a super ugly game. Will you play it with me? Yeah. I mean, I'm fine playing ugly games. All right. So as long as, you know, as long as it's fun, I'd give it a try. So that's that's the other thing is... You know, make friends with Fletcher. He'll play anything. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. Yeah. Nah, but I tried to spiff it up. Honestly, that's, again, I use that word. I've never used that word. I haven't used that word in, in a long time, but I've, I've used it twice now. I would definitely try to just make it look nice. Um, <laughs> spiff it up with I feel swag. like we have a whole episode about it yeah. somewhere. Uh, Lightning Steve's Shiny New Dice. Um, bribe Them With Booze. I think that's a good one, too. Uh, that's that's a recommendation from Peter. And I agree with all of those things. Like, really just say, hey, guys, this is guys or gals, guys in the generic gender sense. Um, this is a great game. It plays in... Now, if you're going to tell me this is the best game ever and it plays in five hours and it looks like crap, no. Sorry. In that case, just find another game to love. There's lots of them out there. But if it plays in a reasonable amount of time, hour and a half, two hours, yeah. Just say, hey, give it a shot. 
and I think you're going to really like it. And then get a 3D printer and download it and make your own copy of it, which is actually its own fun hobby by itself. It's like just remaking <laughs> games. Ah, so, all right. Thank you, Derek, for the question. Let's talk about why we should replay games at all. Why should Derek want to play this game again? He's already played it. Why Why should he want to play it again? Um, to say, so the inspiration for this topic, twofold. One, actually, no, onefold. One, there was a question. I listened to <laughs> Board Game Insider uh, along with a bunch of other podcasts. And although it infuriates me that they can't update their stupid show notes on the actual, you know, the text notes for their podcast. I still listen to them because it's good. This is Stephen Bonacore and Ignacy Chevichek, um, formerly of Stronghold Games and currently of Portal Games. And every week they talk about industry news and answer questions and stuff. And at the end of every show, they ask a question to the audience. And this question was, what is the average play count of a game in your collection? And it got me thinking. I do not think... If I count all games that have ever been in my collection, I do not think that that average play count is above one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all the games. Yeah, your totally. your yeah. game collection, I would put it at like 0.6. I think you're probably closer. Yeah, there's a lot of games that leave my collection still in shrink never or that I've never touched. played. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and that's not good. I don't recommend it. I'm trying to do better. Um, but... At the same time, even the games I have played, oftentimes I play them and I'm like, cool, I get it. And then I don't play it again. I have no desire to play it again. So that is a hyper cult of the new. And I don't think you guys are like cult of the old, but you're definitely not cult of the new as much as I am. So I'm wondering what... I'm cult of the small. Cult of the small, <laughs> yes. I'm wondering, Fletcher, what draws you back to a game that makes you want to play it again? And yes, you it has to be fun, but you're not allowed to use that as an answer. Like, why, um, why play a game you've played already? You know how it works. Why would you play it again? If I, so if I can't use fun, um, either because it's um, quick, uh, a good social game, or it has, you know, interesting slash nitty gritty mechanics that I kind of like, I, gra- I kind of gravitate towards. Um, nitty gritty mechanics as long as it's not too fiddly um, if there's a lot of choices and options then I'm all for that I, I like to delve into the mechanics of a game so interesting mechanics um, or or it's quick like a quick kind of like social game it's easy to explain to a group of people like okay we're gonna play this game you you've played chess in the past right did we talk about chess I've played chess yes yeah why do you play that more than once um well I haven't played chess recently um, but usually i don't know i mean i can't say it's fun uh it's qu- <laughs> I can, usually i can say it's quick it is quick because a lot of people already know the rules or they know most of the rules um and it has i don't know it, it, it's like a very thoughtful game i guess i'm trying not to use fun <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously we play games for fun but and, and ultimately i think I've given Can you I answer the chess question? When, when I say the game is quick, I don't mean like a game of chess is quick. No. It's quick to get to the table. The rules, so there's not a lot to like, there's not a lot of overhead. Yeah. I think chess also has like an intelligence level prestige. Like smart people play chess. So I'm yeah, going to play I, chess because it will make me a smart person. I don't know. I thought about that. And it's like, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're smart it just means that you're good at chess well just so like any other that game. is you, definitely you how i to... feel in real life because i don't like playing chess and i don't but i do think it has a like stigma is not the right word like stigma is like yeah you know, but it's got like a it's a reputation like a prestige it has a reputation yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a, it's, a it's an panache. intellectual well, person's game cachet Gravitas. is what Terrence says yes it's got a little something called it <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think that but using text as a metaphor or chess as a metaphor to any two player competitive game, right? It's one of those things where, especially if I'm playing against the same person over and over, and I've done this obviously. I played, you know, Homeworlds was is a big thing, was a big thing. We haven't played it recently, but um, still, I like pulling it out from time to time. That Sydney and I used to play over and over and over, but I don't know why we did. It's like, let's play another game, let's play another game. Were we trying to beat each other? Were we were trying to like show that, hey, I'm smarter than you. I don't think so. Mm-mm. 
Eric says, playing a game again because maybe there's a different puzzle to solve. And especially when you're doing something like chess, where it's purely open information, because you're playing against your opponent, I guess you get to try different things and see how they react to different things. Which is why I don't like chess. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't like it because, like, there's too many possibilities. I like to have limited choices. Um, But that's me. And, you know, like, there are games that are going to be replayable for some people that other people will never want to bring to the table again. And that's, I think, my answer to this question is, I will replay games that someone else wants to play with me. And I'm far more likely to play a game if my mom and my brother enjoyed it, even if I didn't enjoy it as much as another game, because it is an enjoyable experience for us to do together when everyone likes the game enough. So Joshua mentions some members of game groups are uncomfortable learning new games. So replaying is more fun for them. And I would say that, you know, Sydney falls into that category. She's not uncomfortable Mm -hmm. learning new games, but she has more fun playing a game that she's played before than learning a new game. Like the teach for her, regardless of the side she's on, is not a fun part of it. Um, Eric's like, it's less work to to do Mm -hmm. and i and i agree with all of those things i guess for me and don't get me wrong i mean there are games that i like playing quite often and as i say it's kind of a i I was i'm trying to figure out why i'm drawn to some games that i want to play over and over and over and because we've talked about replayability in games i don't think that's ever an issue like i really don't think that there's any game where oh there's not enough replayability for me that's fine i think you really like discovery And whether that's a new rule set or if it's games with scenarios, because I've noticed that games that you replay over and over again are much more scenario based games. So you're not playing the same game over and over again. You're playing the same rule set in a different situation over and over again. And something like Cthulhu or um, any of your other Lovecraftian horror, Cthulhu Death May Die, Horror, both of those are scenario games. And those ones, and then I think the other side of that is dueling games, and that is because you are playing the person, not the, and usually you're playing like decks or something you've built or something like that, where like you're not playing the same thing over and over again. So I think that you are very much drawn to discovery, and that, well, that is, and that's, and that's the interesting thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing. So something like um, Cthulhu Death May Die, you know, Mm -hmm. again, one of my favorite games, I have yet, to play without teaching a new player the same combination of scenario and elder one because I, I don't ever have to I can I can just keep combining different ones and so that to me I love that game I love introducing new people to it I love playing the game it's still one of those things that once I've played through all the scenarios I'm like okay I just put it back on the shelf now and I'll pull it down if somebody wants to be interested in it it doesn't stop it from being one of my favorite games. It just stops it from being a game that I care to go back to because I I experienced that. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I have. Um, Dune Imperium is another one where this, this game is amazing. Like Dune Imperium is probably one of the, it's just fantastic. It's a deck building, uh, it's a deck builder, really, but it's a deck builder action selection point race game. And it's all of these things, and you don't have to know the Dune lore or anything to to play it, but it's just amazing. But we played it and played it and played it and played it until we played every character, and then we said, okay, we're done. And that was it. Even though playing the game was immensely enjoyable, once we played all the different characters, we're like, okay, we're done with this one, and we can move on to the next one. And I'm like, but I still love that game. I still, but I, I love it, but I don't have any desire to go play it, if that makes sense. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? But if I came over and said I'm interested in this game, you would totally play. You'd teach it to me. You'd be 100%. excited about it again. Yeah. Yes. Because you are reliving your discovery of it vicariously through me. True. It's also why I'm having kids, so I can play a lot of games that are <laughs> under my age level, so I can live that through them, too. I've bought a lot of Hot Wheels for Car Wars lately, and um, I keep blaming... Like, oh, I'm buying them for my son. And yeah, I've given him one of the like 30 that I've bought. And then I I took it away from him when he like wasn't paying attention because I really wanted that one for my green car. Um, (laughs) You got to get get, like one of those uh, Hot Wheels tracks. 
for like, yourself. He would have, yeah. He, he never got as a kid. He would have no cars, but I would be like, here, build this track. Yeah. It's like, okay. He just put a train on it. Or do the slot machine, <laughs> not a slot machine, sl- slot car. Remind me uh, not yeah. to let you look at my kid's Hot Wheels collection, which is caked in kinetic sand and mud currently. <laughs> They're weathered. That, we just call that They're, texture. They came pre-weathered. Yeah, it's great. Um well, and that actually brings me, so I know I've talked about Car Wars a lot, and I try not to make it the focus of anything, but um, so Car Wars, I spent a ton of time on this game outside of playing the game, you know, creating YouTube content for it, print, like, literally took up an entirely new hobby around this game, um, painting the cars and all of that. But the number of times I've played the game, I think is probably, uh, it is a small fraction of the amount of time I put into the game outside of it. And I truly enjoy putting this time into the game outside of it. And I enjoy playing the game when I'm playing it, but I don't play it competitively. Like when we were playing on uh, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, whatever day, um, like I was the first person out of this game. One of the first. Steve and I blew each other up simultaneously. But that was fun. Like it was just fun kind of like blowing things up. Like that – it wasn't a competitive game. I wasn't trying to win. And – I really, really enjoyed it, but at the same time, I think I enjoy the outside of the game a little bit more because there's so much more to do and explore with it. And, you know, kind of actually, you know, back to like Derek's question of how do you get this game to the table more often, maybe just don't worry about it. Like, do your own thing with the game and try to make it the best that you can make it be and... Have fun outside of the game. So when you do get to the table, you appreciate it all the more, right? Like that, it works for me. I don't know if that it works for everybody. But <laughs> so what types of games would you guys say are for you guys are, I've played it once, and I don't need to play it again. Like, and bad games, unfun games, sure. But are there is there a genre of game where it's like, okay, I've done this. I know what it is. And that's okay. And I'm going to ask Corollary to this in a second, because I think this question is actually really hard to answer. But for me, I'll I'll give you, for me, it's Euro games. Most Euro games. Once I played them once, okay, I get it. I don't need to play it again, including Castles of Burgundy and those types of games. Like, I just, and tile-laying point games. Can't can't stand playing those games more than once. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's boring. I never want to touch it again. Carcassonne. (laughs) (laughs) So, I just don't end up playing those kinds of games very often where like I can usually tell. And like if somebody, you know, wants to play it and they're very passionate about it and they choose that game. Yeah. I'll play it because, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to be disruptive to like game night. Like, Oh no, I, I, I refuse. Like, you know, <laughs> I will, I will play a game if somebody's really into it, but I generally know I'm going to enjoy a game or I'm not going to enjoy a game based on, you know, the information at hand before I even begin to play. So, um, but there's not a type of game where you want to play it once just to see it, but then after that, you know, you're not going to want to play it again. The only games that this, like the only time that happens is if somebody else I know is very, very passionate about the game and is like, this game is great. You should want to play it. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like it. Terraforming Mars. (laughs) 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 And I play it just because, you know, like I, enjoy and respect the person who's very into it but you know after playing it once i will say like i disagree with your opinion respectfully (laughs) that that should be it i don't know (laughs) but i'm disinclined um, to acquiesce to your request (laughs) (laughs) it means no so fletcher what about you is there like a type of game where you're like i can play those once and then i'm good i don't need to play them again um I mean, for the most part, like the super, you know, like exploding kittens and maybe to a certain degree, like those the super easy kind of like social games, um, like uh, maybe Cards Against Humanity, That's... like those kind of things. It's like, okay, like I've played this, I, I've played those type of games enough that it's, it's kind of like, all right, like, yeah, they're, they're barely games. I know what's going to happen. Like, I'm d- I, yeah, I don't more like a social, encounter this again. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a social lubricant more than anything else. It's like something to do while drinking. So Joshua mentions uncomfortable and awkward party games. Yeah, I actually party games could fall into this category as well for me. Um, Peter mentioned social deduction games. 
And I can see that too, where it's like, okay, I'll play this because the group wants to play it, but I, I don't. After, I, I got it. I don't like it. I don't want to play yep. it. But that might fall into I the... I put that in I my know, bucket. <laughs> yeah, I know going in, I'm not going to like it. But I think party games is a, is a is a strong one because there's... I usually know going in that I'm not going to like party games in general because they... It's a kind of fun that I don't have when playing. <laughs> like, I just... And there are some party games I really, really, really do like. But in general... Ugh, I just don't I like them. I had such a good time yesterday playing Telestrations. Telestrations? It was a really good round of Telestrations, and I had a great time. Yeah, highly yeah. recommend. I mean, it there as are a party some game. good. There are some party <laughs> games that I do that I, like. I really enjoy, like uh, like Taboo. For whatever reason, I really like Taboo. Or, or what's the what's the other alternative? To Catchphrase is the one. The same thing. Catchphrase. Yeah. Catchphrase yeah. is very good. I put yeah. Telestrations like two, up there with those games where it's just it's always fun if you have enough notebooks for everyone. I do, you know, you can play it with pen and paper, but I think that having the actual game, it just makes it easier. You have dry erase markers. Everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing where. Um, and you can always get from the Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring to confuse teepees. And it's just, it's great. It's great <laughs> and it's funny and it makes me laugh every time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just have a confused garbage truck and there's a lot of confusion. Um, apparently, teenagers love to draw question marks on things. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was well, a good time. <laughs> and this is why I like, well, not like, this is why I will play party games once. Because sometimes you do find like, oh, I do want to play this again. Typically, I find, no, I don't want to play this again. I do not enjoy this as much as everyone else seems to enjoy it. Something's wrong with me. That's fine. I will go back over <laughs> here and learn a new hobby. Um, so I'm just let's go quietly take up 3D printing, guys. <laughs> Leave you alone. Instead of going to parties. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I think, so hopefully that gives everyone an idea of like the types of games where I'm talking about where you play them once and then you're just like, okay, I'm done. And it kind of gives you an idea of the, t- like, there's a lot of kinds of games like that. It's like, oh, yeah, I would play it just to explore it, but I have no interest in going back, right? Um, again, Cards Against Humanity. Apples to apples in general. The very first time I played that, this is interesting. Want to play it again? No. Nope. <laughs> Why would I do that? But it's not that interesting. It's just interesting the first time. Um, so the opposite of that, what type of games or what game or games do you want to play over and over and over? Like, you just can't play it enough. Like, maybe you're not always thinking about it, but anytime you play it, you have fun. Anytime someone recommends it, yes, you're in. And it's a game that you may recommend if someone's like, hey, let's play a game. You know, again, example, Spencer, it's Spades, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you say Spades, Spencer's in. He's in. And so what, what type of those types of games do you guys have? I mean, I probably have like 10 of them. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a wide array. I you know I I'm not very picky. Um, you know, basically anything you said you're not interested in playing more than <laughs> once, I will play as many times as someone else wants to play it with me. <laughs> but um, you know, something like Azul, um, Calico, Wingspan. You know, my kind of point salady Carcassonne. You know, tile yeah. lane puzzly, you know, multiplayer solitaire kind of games. <laughs> I will play with whoever, whenever. I'm I'm there. I think the puzzly games are the ones that I probably I'm fine just playing once and never again. Like Azul is fine. I enjoyed it. I've played it a few times and I've joined it every single time I've played it, I've enjoyed it. I've never had the desire to play it again. <laughs> but if someone offers to play it, I'm like, oh yeah, I like that game. Right? It's it's that type of thing where it's like it's a puzzle. It's it's fine. It feels random s you know, based on... Have I on... made you play Calico? You have not. Oh, man, you would hate it. Probably. It's like a Zool, <laughs> but, like, instead of just having the the pieces that you have to match, it's, like, it's so much more to keep track of in your head but, with the puzzliness the is, of it. That's that's fine. I, I, it's not that I dislike puzzling games. I would actually probably play it. I'd be like, okay, I like this. Unless it's a tile laying point accumulation yes, game, yeah, that's those what it I is. hate. Those I just hate. I, I I have discovered that I just really hate those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Um, you are yeah. trying to match patterns 
in multiple ways to get cats to sit on your quilt so that it will earn you points and you get a variety of points for different patterns and different cats and all the things and everything is, you know, matching up these hexagon tiles onto your quilt. (laughs) Chris's nightmare. Yeah. Fun fact. I have two cats. I do not want them on my quilts. I don't want them in my room. I don't want them anywhere near me. They're just nothing but fur balls. One of them's 20 years old. I will not eat green eggs and ham. And refuses to die. And the other one's probably (laughs) 16 or 17. And she's probably not got a lot, a long time left yet. But cats on quilts. Why is this something that's fun? Why is that fun for anybody? Come on. No, no. Yeah. Um, This is why your cat likes me better than you. (laughs) Yes. My cat's like everyone better than me. Anytime we have company over, it's like, oh, someone that might pay attention to me. I'm like, I feed you. That's all I need. Your cats always ignore me when I'm around. And I'm not. I'm not a huge cat person. I think I've seen them like just a handful of times. It's the Honestly, last time I was there. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot before you're talking about it. I forgot you had cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like strange people typically. All right, Fletcher, what are the games that you want to play over and over? Um, I really like um, role playing games or anything with like a with a good like a good engine builder or maybe a good deck builder. Anything where you there's like progression throughout the game, things upgrade. Uh, I like those type of games. Have I made you play Gizmos yet? No. Oh, it is one of my favorite games, and it's exactly for that reason. I think engine. So as much as I dislike tile laying, point gathering games, the inverse is true for engine building games. Love engine building games, and I can actually see myself like Gizmos. I will play that game anytime anybody wants to. Um, it's a nice casual game. It's easy to teach. So if we have you know, people over, I'm like, I want a nice, it's tactile, you have marbles, and it's colorful, and yeah, 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 no, I agree with that. And role RPGs play- are, are, yeah, they're kind of, they're, it's a, like a type of engine builder in a way. Yep, and because you get to change, every time you play, something is different. You're never playing the same game twice when you're playing a role-playing yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And, and if you if there's level up and stuff like that, there's like abilities to choose, there's trade-offs that you have to think about and make, so... Yeah. The scenario is just another engine builder. Always different. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, uh, to me, like a role-playing game, we could have an entire episode as to whether or not a role-playing game is actually a game or not. Maybe that'll be our next <laughs> episode on role-playing games. Are these really games? Because there is something to them. There isn't a winner or a loser, per se. Um, so it's like, well, if there's no winner or loser, maybe it's just an activity. But it's not really an activity. Like, there's that's our next topic. I'm writing that down right now. Um, are <laughs> RPGs games? And we're going to, yeah, RPGs. <sighs> yeah. Kitty's going to be excited for that one. You can tell by the way that she sighed. Um, <laughs> I think I'm coming down with something. <laughs> You're always coming down with something. <laughs> Actually, I am, so, but I felt like I couldn't call out two weeks in a row. My nope. children are terrible germ spreaders. <laughs> Three times in one month? Ugh. That's how Josh lost his position, you know. It's true. (laughs) Maybe I should keep doing it. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) No, I think for me, the games that I want to play over and over again are typically games that someone else is excited about. And it's kind of a cop-out, but I get excited about a game if someone else is excited about the game. And... So Keyforge was a big thing, right? Because Sydney was super excited about it. And it was some one of those things that we could play together all the time. We just enjoyed playing it. And that that really drives me to want to keep playing. But if I play a game with somebody, this is another reason why I won and done a lot of games, is if I play a game with someone and I don't feel like the other person had fun or as much fun as I wanted them to have, I'll be like, okay, let me introduce a different game. Maybe I'll have more fun with the next one. Like, that's another, I'm always trying to find something that whoever I'm playing with is going to really like playing. Now, yeah, so I just, I, I think that's my big thing is if somebody else wants to play and they want to play a lot, I will play a lot. I will dive into it, except for the tile laying point games, which I just don't like. <laughs> I'm starting to learn a lot of things for myself right now. Um, Peter says, I really like Power Grid, the way managing money tiles and action to power plants. So, Power Grid, I've only played Power Grid once to Because you know, I break. don't like it. <laughs> no, I I did like it. It's just the person I know I was you pl- did. I don't like it. Do you remember like that was a I did you-, you and Spencer were having a ton of oh, fun yeah, and I, I played like, it twice. I don't want to be here. 
Yeah, I played it twice. <laughs> the second time I played it with you. The very first time I was, was at a, a really gaming big club. stinker. I fully admit it. <laughs> yep. Um, it is. It is a great Can game. I go now. Yeah, like. <laughs> It's a great game, but the person yeah, I, I played like, with just uh, took it more seriously than I playing. did. I'm just gonna go have a snack. I don't know. <laughs> like, this was back when Chris made us play games to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, so Joshua mentioned. I have to actually ask Josh. Well, Joshua, I'm assuming just I'm, I only read the names that you put in Zoom, so I'm assuming you go by Joshua. Um, asked or says deck builders and worker placements are my favorite. Joshua, have you played Dune Imperium? And I'm just going to throw that out there and I'm just wait for the conversation. Okay, he says yes. And is that your, oh, you own it? And is it your favorite game ever? I'm expecting, oh, he's no. no. <laughs> oh. Top. You don't bum, know bum, everything bum. there is to know <laughs> about games, Chris. People have different appear, uh, opinions than you. Well, those opinions are. Good at talking. Opinions actually can't be wrong. Um, that's a fun fact everyone should understand. I shouldn't Lost have spent so much Arnett. time before we recorded putting together this bunny because now I'm tired. <laughs> so Lost Rooms of Arnak is another game he just mentions as um, liking it more than Dune Imperium I've heard these games comp- compared quite a bit I have Lost Rooms of Arnak it's still in the shrink wrap I really want to get that to the table so I can play it once um, but I have not yet been able to do that because there's been so many other things on there okay so one other thing I want to talk about before we call this an episode because I find that this is a trick that people use, especially in the video game industry, but oftentimes now in the board game industry, that really makes me want to go back and play games more than once. And this is what I'm going to refer to generically as unlockables and achievements. Unlockables being basically anything that if you play this game, the next game, you're going to be able to do it this way. Role-playing games fall under this. Um, Mm -hmm. All campaign games, all legacy games fall under this. And achievements, which don't work as well in the board game world, but I see board yeah, games. Not really. Yeah, they they I've seen more and more do this where it's like try to do this, you know, when you play, win without doing that, or win only doing this, or whatever the case is. I will is. say Calico has these and we do log them at the end of every game. There's like a little page. And I always play with the same people and we always go through like, did anyone do this? How did you do it? And, you know, so now we have gotten to the point where we start like at the beginning before we play the game. It's like, all right, what am I going to try? Can I try to do this and like try to get those achievements? But I think it only works if you're playing consistently with the same people. And other people care about it. I think that that, for me, that's what matters. Other people have to care about it because if it's just me unlocking achievements in a silent void... Uh, I'll just check them all off. I don't care. Or I don't, I just don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> like just that the book knows is enough for me. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, things only matter to me <laughs> if it matters to someone else. Wow. I'm a very externally driven person and I need yes, you are. <laughs> constant reinforcement. Of, whew, yeah. But I do love these kinds of Not games. Not my I, problem. i love unlockables i love i love saying okay i can play this game until i've done everything and if it's a good game then that'll keep me coming back and playing it over and over and over um yeah what about you fletcher does this Um, matter to you i don't know not really i would say (laughs) in a in a board game probably no uh in video games it would be mostly no and it's just kind of like uh well so the video game mechanic has there's like hidden achievements in the video games so you can like there's a list of achievements that you can see and usually there's some times where there's hidden achievements that it'll just be like oh you you know while you're playing the game oh you achieve this you can, you don't really have that kind of mechanic in a board game um because it wouldn't make any sense <laughs> to hide an achievement mm-hmm. um but i would say overall if there's like achievement achievements in a board games i probably wouldn't care unless it was just i happened to do it interesting see that's how it starts though like (laughs) if they give you the list and you if you have to like write your score in the book and it has the achievements next to the score pad or whatever it is then you go like oh i did that i achieved it and then the next time you know you like finish the game and you're like did i achieve anything no oh i didn't get anything and then the next time (laughs) you're like i'm gonna look at the book before i start to play so i can keep these achievements in my mind and that's how it happened for me where now i i care but only the one game yeah i see i like restrictions like achievements that have restrictions to them like win the game by not ever doing this or 
with yeah. only doing whatever. I like those types of things because it allows me to approach the game in a different way than I normally would. Um, and and when I'm looking at something like Ark, uh, yeah, Arkham Horror the card game or anything where you can just kind of like build your own character going in, it is easy to optimize what you are trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of big asterisk there. But if you have, to, if you're given restrictions as to what you can do, and now you have to optimize within a certain you know narrower frame then that is actually a lot more fun because when you have, and this is where the asterisk comes in, when you have all of the choices, it actually is not a lot of fun. It's like, okay, do whatever you want. Uh, okay. And this is why asymmetric player powers are so useful in a game where it's like, you know, you have a lot of different options. Those asymmetric player powers, yes, they give you a kind of a nudge in one direction or another, but they also give you a strategy to follow out of the dozens of strategies that could follow. And that's why when we were playing Dude Imperium, for example, we wanted to play all of the characters because each one was a kind of a different strategy to follow. But once we started repeating that, it's like, well, I already played this game. I already did this strategy. I, I don't need to do this again. I really enjoy it, but I don't need to watch it again. It's like watching. So I'm going to throw one of my favorite movies I've seen this year, Coda, C-O-D-A, Coda, Child of Deaf Adult. That's that's the name of it. It's an Apple it's TV movie. It is amazingly good. One of the best movies I've watched in recent memory. I have no interest in watching it again, but absolutely you should watch it. And that's how I feel about games where I'm like, I loved this game, but if I play it again, there's nothing new there. And I just don't have a desire to play something that doesn't have something new for me to explore and experience when I play it again. Do you ever rewatch movies? Yes. Um, but I watched the bubblegum movie. Very much a re watcher of movies yes but i mean so kitty okay. knows kitty what's the movie i've probably watched the most i know what this is is it still pitch perfect it's probably still pitch perfect because oh, used to watch mind. pitch yeah. perfect like I, on I a daily basis tangled. when we Which lived one? together i was gonna guess tangled tangled, tangled is, is up there tangles up there yep but if you think about it those movies are kind of equivalent to the gizmos of games right they're yeah. easy games to just kind of watch and they just flow off you can you can play them without giving it a lot of your you know mental space they're just enjoyable to play um they're and they're just kind of fun to have around and that's how i feel about these movies they're just kind of fun to put on and just have there they're comfort movies slash comfort games but the best movies i've watched those ones are hard to watch multiple times because there's something about them that is either mentally or emotionally involved. And that first experience oh, was the most important experience. Like, how many times beautiful. do you want to rewatch Schindler's List? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Although Shawshank Redemption, Shawshank Redemption, I have watched that quite a few times. Now, I know they're not yeah, but that's, directly equivalent, yeah. but uh, yeah. No, but it's a, that is a good one. Yeah. So I watched that one when I was in the hospital, um, like the morning after my son was born. <laughs> we just said watch Shawshank Redemption for some reason because oh. it was oh, on Shawshank. I was gonna, Schindler's List. I don't know Schindler's Shawshank Redemption. List, no. I could see that Schindler's yeah. List. Too much of a bummer. Uh, no, but uh, Shawshank Redemption, fun movie. Like a yeah. little bit on the like. There are moments that are hard to watch, but um, just a good movie. Yeah, it's just good. This so I don't know. I think top movie talk. Yep. Well, I honestly think that games in general have a lot more in common with movies and books than they do video games. Like board games in general have a lot more in common depends. with movies and books than video games. Um, it does. It does depend. But like, Maybe. just as a general, if I'm going to make a general statement, I, I don't know if I agree with that. But okay. <laughs> well, I maybe I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Video games. I, we have done an episode of video games versus board games. Maybe we'll have to revisit that at some point. That would be worth. Well, at, like but. we've talked a lot about like board games as video games. I don't know if we've done a lot of comparison of like video games that are meant to be video games versus yeah. board games. Well, and Joshua mentions he believes that there's some video games that are prototyped as board games to sort of see if the mechanics work. Um, the video games, it's just we should just do an entire episode on video games. Quite honestly. And like how they relate <laughs> to board games, because there are so many kinds of video games and like the game yeah. I play most often, like the number one game I play is a, you know, a mobile dueling card game that I never play against anybody. 
Like that's that's my number one thing. <laughs> and why? Well, because it makes it has the same feel as a board game. Oh, actually, I was gonna say the video game I play the most has absolutely nothing to do with board games I play, but actually, it's like um, it's like a map discovery game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little bit tiling, you know. It's it has none of the mechanics or anything there, but I I see why I like them both. <laughs> yeah, we're getting some recommendations for a tabletop video game talk. That's not gonna happen, but. Video games. I mean, no one wants to listen to me talk about topic. Animal Crossing anymore. Because <laughs> you could do. It's not cool anymore, even with the new update. <laughs> <laughs> no. Board games as video games, like yeah. civilization. Oh, we're gonna. Yeah, this is gonna be very we'll near future. This is gonna be near future. <laughs> we're gonna talk about this um, because I think that. Wait, what did I say that we were gonna talk about next week already? Didn't I already? Res- Say we're talking about RPG. Our RPGs, games, or activities. Oh, but that's the first. That's the first episode of next month. What are yeah, we talking about? Gotta, the end of we this. We got a week month. in between, don't we? So I don't know if I don't remember it's what close. I talked about. Sydney will tell me what I said. But um, if I don't remember, we're going to talk about video games next week. So, but that does bring us to the end of this particular episode because we have talked enough about playing games in general or once and. I can never. The problem with averages is I can never get above a point six because I've had too many games pass through my collection, and I can't play enough games to change that number. I've already failed, or maybe I haven't. I don't know. I just like collecting games. Just stop buying. Stop buying games. Maybe. Maybe. Um, stop buying games. Keep playing games. Number go up. <laughs> I fixed it for you. Uh, Fletcher, I have to tell you in the show notes right now there's there's the list is presented in a slightly different way with numbers and stuff um ignore the numbers just read the list and don't read the last blurb because i forgot to update the notes in that section what what the heck is this (laughs) what have you done is it my turn to read now it's your turn to read now while fletcher grapples with (laughs) what has happened here Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. If you'd like to follow us on social media, the links for Facebook and Twitter are in our show notes. Want to watch us record live? You can find a link for that in the show notes, too. Comments or questions? Email us at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. If you'd like to be one of these wonderful people, you can find out how by visiting our website, tabletopgametalk.com, and clicking the Support Us link. And there's a link in the show notes, too. Okay, Chris, do you want me to read this in order that you have it, except the paragraph at the bottom? Yeah, skip the numbers, read the names, and everyone, this is a different order than usual, so we'll see how Fletcher does. Great. Why did you do this to me? (laughs) It was an accident. (laughs) Okay. Finally, a huge thank you to our current patrons. Adam Harrison, Miles Clark, The Gift of Games, Sahara Wentworth, Jason Strong, John Lewis, Joe Hoover, Danita Hersey, Jim Conrad, Stephen Horn, Gary Bunker, Peter Fleming, Andrew Fayesh, John Williams, David Rank, Matthew Droke, Jimothy, Paul Romer? Is that supposed to be Raymer? Sure. <laughs> Nicholas Motz, Weatherman Keefe, Joe Punman, Punman, sorry. Leanne Verhol, Stephen Judd, Christopher Letgo, Marina Stevens, Ben Gary, Sean Peck, Michael Yanikowski, Jeremy Fisher, Jason Marks. You know, this is hard because I want, I kind of have the list somewhat <laughs> memorized. Oh, yeah. I and know. now it's just a completely different order. Christopher Dong, Terrence Miltner. David Radke, Brian Arnold, David Wagoner, Courtney Falk, Ryan Ellett, Dan C., Darren McClellan, David Garner, Tony Simpkins, Jesse Wheeler, Charles Pearson, Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander. I have to keep scrolling and it's throwing off <laughs> my... Where was I? Agnes Toth, Ron Nelson, Aaron Moore, Don Gilstrap, Glenn Cotter, Eric Salander, Adrian Dong, Eric Huffman, Jason Rodney, Justin Willard, Jerry, Jerry Wong... Sean P. Kelly, and that's it. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who puts up with us every week. And if you want to figure out, find out why this happened, stick tuned after the credits. But until next week, keep playing games and having fun. So... Every once in a while, I need to go to Patreon and update the names. And, you know, because Patreon tells me when someone new joins, but they don't tell me when someone drops. So I only usually go in once a month or or so to, like, adjust the names. So I copied all of the names out and put them in a long list. 
And then I was going to go and reconcile them with the way we normally say the names and make sure, you know, everything was all good. But I forgot to do that. So we just have a giant column of names in a random order with no mnemonic corrections on any of them. So that's why Fletcher's like, uh, what? You did well. Yeah, I was uh, I was confused. It was a totally different order. And uh, and now we wrecked yeah. our post credit banter because we actually played D&D this week. Oh, we did play D&D this week. Yeah. All right, let's talk about that, too. We played D&D this week. What did you guys think? <laughs> it was uh, fun. I, liked it. I don't know if you saw, Chris, that I, because you said, like, uh, you know, create new characters, if you'd like. And I was like, okay. And then Spencer was like, let's stick with our current roles, because I thought everybody was going to create new characters. But he said, let's stick with our current roles. So I was like, all right, well, I'll create to a new To be fair, Sydney was the first one who was like, nope, I'm sticking with it. I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> So I created a whole new rogue, um, and then I realized that when I jumped on, everyone was just playing their same character that they had before. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I didn't need to spend 30 minutes doing that. Well, you will get to play it, um, because I also had to like re-remember how to do all the online stuff. So for everyone it's who's okay. listening, we, we picked up our... We picked up playing D&D again, but we're not actually playing in a long-term campaign. It's more of an A story, B story type of thing, where they can play any characters they want, but the adventures are encapsulated into a one or two um, session piece. And there may be an ongoing storyline that goes on in the background, but you know, this allows us to play as adults. It's more like instead of playing... Like the Lord of the Rings, we're playing like Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> we're, I guess, you know, if you want to put it more in like relatable terms, we're playing Star Trek instead of Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very episodic. It's episodic. Yeah. 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 And, and I like it. Yeah. And it was fun. And we made a lot of jokes about um, stealing the lizard people's heat bulb. And that's how we were going to defeat them because. If they didn't have the heat bulb in their tank, then they'll just fall asleep and it'll be very easy to beat them. <laughs> Which it was sort of. So, but we ended up playing. We played till like 1230 in the morning, um, sort of accidentally, but. Which is very so- late and I'm still tired because of it. <laughs> yeah. When you're like, Spencer was like, uh, I'm pretty tired. We should probably wrap it up soon. You're like, okay, we can wrap this up in about 30 minutes. And I was like, there's no way we're going to wrap this up in 30 minutes. <laughs> Do you know we're us? We're just Have starting combat. <laughs> we are literally just starting combat. Yeah. But we had fun. And Unless it's like two kobolds. We're not wrapping this up in 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even then we would find a way. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, we're back into the RPG and we're going to actually jump around between game systems even too. So, um, because, you know, bringing it back to why we replay games, the reason we play role-playing games is because they're just a whole lot of improv friends sitting around a table fun. Like, Very no matter what you're we doing. Delta Green on the calendar. Oh, we do. Yes. So, yep. And then what we did is each... Each type of game we have may have a different combination of players. So if somebody can't join, great. We'll just switch over to the other game that has all the appropriate players in it and stuff. So again, we're trying to make this, I say adult friendly, but it's mostly like parenting and slash work friendly, mostly parenting yeah. friendly. Because if you don't have kids, you can really do whatever you want. There's there's no restrictions, but kids. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye.